0: Listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kenton Park, South Africa. We are speaking about the comprehensive sexuality education. Yes, it's been coming. I've been waiting for it. And I have the honor and the pleasure of having uh, the Afri- African Christian Democratic Party, which is the ACDP. I'm going to keep it short like that because is going to dribble me, English, <laughs> Member of Parliament, uh, the Honourable Member Marie Sakers. I've said it right. Good afternoon, good evening. Oh, why am I saying afternoon? Good evening, Honourable Member. How are you?
1: I am very, very well. Thank you, Zanele. That's... I am very well. Thank you for having me with you on a Friday night.
0: <laughs> no, thank you for agreeing because it's Friday night. We have all these plans. I'm also looking at the time I need to go and cook, you know, homeworks. We're doing LO, yeah, LO. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so thank you for agreeing to speak to us because uh, this is a very um, touchy conversation for some people, but it is a conversation that we need to have as well as Christians, as well as parents, what is happening with this education, with this curriculum that the Department of Basic Education will or might uh, introduce into our schooling system. So now to get right into it, uh, because I do understand that you have extensive knowledge into it, what exactly is the Comprehensive Sexuality Education?
1: The comprehensive sexuality education is the um, revised uh, curriculum as part of the life orientation curriculum that um, the Department of Basic Education um, piloted in 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, they've piloted in 2019, and they are implementing CSE, yeah. Comprehensive Sexuality Education, and MAS. Um, In the 2020 year, Um, our question to the Minister last year was um, uh, whether the the curriculum is going ahead and she emphatically um, stated that yes, um, CSE is going ahead. So um, comprehensive sexuality education is a revised um, curriculum that the department has um, implemented or has implemented first as a pilot and mm-hmm.
0: that they are planning now to implement um, nationwide okay so what are some of the objections that as a party you have on this the, 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 the studies that are included in this particular curriculum yeah.
1: firstly the acdp questioned what was the problem with the sexuality education that did form part of the curriculum before Mm -hmm. there was every indication from the statistics by the department that the um, teenage pregnancies and HIV AIDS prevalence among young people were on the decrease. And what was the um, legal obligation that now the department had um, towards international um, groups such as UNESCO, what were the legal obligations? Um, if if um, there was no other reason, was there a legal obligation that the department had um, that they needed to now implement this in our schools? Mm-hmm. The department at the time um, said to us that they are signatories. Okay. Um, to a UNESCO, um, 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 a UNESCO um, sexuality um, guidelines um, that was implemented or that was supposed to be implemented um, in our schools as well. So they, um, that was what the department said. So firstly, the ACDP had a problem with the fact that one, there was um, no indication that the program within our schools needed any um, adaptation or needed to be revised based on the results. And then, secondly, um, it was problematic that the department now was um, implementing a program that was, for us, um, not in line with the values um, of the of our Af- as African people. Why is it that we are instituting a program that comes from overseas, from international or UNESCO-approved, and we are now um, enforcing it um, locally on our on our people without um, the proper consultation Mm. with all stakeholders, chief of which is your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, The parents are the primary responsible, uh, primarily responsible for their children. That is their internationally and constitutionally, uh, parents are the ultimate authority in the lives of their children. So how do you implement a comprehensive sexuality education or sexual education, that is, mm. um, without consulting parents and, and getting their consent in mm-hmm. terms of what you are giving them? Um, especially when, that, um, when you say that you are a signatory to yeah. an international guideline that you are now implementing within our schools. And then fourthly it's the content. Mm. Um, that department uh, no one um, in 2019 2018 as they were preparing for this implementation and to um, did the revisions no one had line of sight of the actual material that the department was going to use and mm-hmm. up until the Sunday Times report that mm-hmm. um, alarmed everyone because one of the claims that was made was that um, Dr. Eve um, yeah. the sex I think was formed part of the consultation so um, in 2019 the ACDP strongly objected to the department's lack of consultation and also questioned the department in terms of what are the sources of of this material that you um, are going to present and it is with a big fight Mm -hmm. and a lot of mobilization that we got it right as the ACDP to question, to get the department to make those books, the SLPs available Mm. um, to the portfolio committee so that line of sight, so that we had line of sight of the information that they were going to give to our children. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the biggest contentions we had, is number one, that the department did not consult. uh, Number one, that the sexuality education as previously Taught in our schools uh, were effective, mm-hmm. and what uh, was the reason for the revision? Secondly, what were who was consulted? Yeah. Um, what obligation, legal obligation, did the department have
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to any international body? They needed to then tell us why is it that they were so adamant that they need to, um, you know, because they signatories that they needed to implement it, and it was also then established that there was no legal obligation actually. Mm. The department um, has decided to go ahead um, to do this based on, uh, I don't know what the the reasons are up until now. We can only speculate why it is that the department so adamantly um, then went ahead uh, with uh, if there was no legal obligation to implement um, um, uh, CSE in schools. And then thirdly, the wider consultations. Uh, with parents, stakeholders, teachers, uh, school governing bodies was not done at that point um, sufficiently. And we still maintain that it was not done sufficiently and the department only did it after there was an uproar Mm -hmm. um, and and a a heavy mobilization and raising awareness um, with parents and other stakeholders and and, uh, with the unions coming on board. Then only did the department make available um the materials are are within their um uh, sorry on their um on their website um and then fourthly absolutely that you know the the where's the proof that this is actually going to be that this is um effective that it reduces um child um unplanned um teenage uh, pregnancies and Um, HIV or STIs within children? Where is the proof? Where is the research for that? So Mm -hmm. it was a number of issues that has brought us to the table, but chief of which that we need to say to the listeners, constitutionally, parents are the ultimate um, authority in their children's lives. And for any uh, government Mm -hmm. um, to teach your child directly opposite to what you teach them at home is a violation of that constitutional right. Um, that is the primarily, from a constitutional point of view or a democratic rights point of view, that um, has been our biggest contention. We can go on, of course, into the rest of it in terms of the material.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, for that clarity because uh, <laughs> I was a bit lost when I was go doing my, my, my research saying that what exactly is it that we... We as Christians and the SADP have a problem with. Uh, to our listeners of, at home, if you do want to engage with us, the number it's zero six seven one five three one zero eight nine. That number again, it's zero six seven one five three one zero eight nine. And we are discussing comprehensive sexuality education. So now, um, honourable member, I see that one of the fundamental issues that we are having that is that parents have not been consulted. So. Are parents in our Christian families doing enough or are we having that sex talk with our children enough? Because when we're engaging with young teenagers and young adults, they're saying they only get to know about sex from their parents when they're getting married. So are we doing enough or we're not doing enough?
1: You know, the, the, that, is, that of course is a, is a discussion on its own, but mm-hmm. it does not mean that because parents are not enabled or empowered or um, comfortable um, to have that discussion with their children, that government needs to take on the role as the parent. Um, we need to um, strongly oppose that notion that mm-hmm. government uh, is the replacement for the parents okay. of a child. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter how poor parents are. Um, poverty doesn't equal stupidity. Yes, it does not equal um, you know a lack of know-how. It does not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. And then secondly, when we talk about do we uh, do enough, I can only speak from a cultural perspective. I think, mm-hmm. and I speak as a, um, a coloured woman with a Corsa father and um, a mother who was um, Indian. So yeah. I had like mixed. A mixture but of a of different viewpoints within one home Mm -hmm. and my my um, sexual education was my mother saying to me that when I um, became a young woman um, and I had that rite of passage of going into womanhood my mother said you no longer play after our uh, in the dark with the boys outside that was the the sum total of sex education that I had you know Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say that yes they they of course they I think there is a generation that certainly um, are not comfortable speaking about um sexuality and um, you know and everything that goes with that um, but I think as a generation and I'm a mother of um of of three mm-hmm. with two children that has now completed graduated university mm-hmm. that it is a reality I think. it is also it's different in different homes. There are different uh, differences in how we communicate about sexuality. Um, sexuality talking about it is uncomfortable. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, the, it is much uh, more comfortable um, when people speak to their peers about sexuality, but then they don't get the right information because yes. you are literally not somebody. Who are just as um, inexperienced as you are um, when it comes to these things and struggling with the same issues that you do, but peer education can be valuable within the context of when we, with as communities and as parents within our homes, create the environment for young people to express their fears or their anxieties or um, their questions around, um, you know, what, how, and when. And, um, and, and also um, the values alignment. I think what we have failed to do, um, I'm talking about church now, and mm-hmm. I can speak as a pastor and as a youth minister that has been in youth ministry for a long time, is we, what we've done is we've taken the Bible and we hit the children over the head with the Bible. God said, thou shalt not. Mm-hmm. But what we have not done is to give young people to align values with choice for them to firstly understand that your sexuality is something very precious mm. um to yourself that it is a gift from god and that sexuality is not something that happens in the dark under a blanket or in the back seat of a car mm-hmm. but that your sexuality you know in and i'm now talking about the act of yes. but that sexuality encompasses everything it is sexuality is it's a gift that god gave you and it's and it's an expression and an extension of your heart you know that when we give ourselves to someone Mm. it is a it's an extension of who I am as a person that I'm entrusting myself to you now the problem becomes when I'm starting to entrust myself to a lot of other people Mm -hmm. outside of the context of safety of marriage and covenant you Mm -hmm. know and so I think because because we have been so um sexuality has has always been likened you know i don't know for you but for me certainly it's something you don't talk about like even your migration you don't talk about it you know it's like you can't name it you can't Mm -hmm. say it Mm -hmm. so (laughs) if you ask me have we done enough certainly i think that there's still Cultural and 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 I don't think it's cultural as much as it is, um, you know, an uncomfortability yes. around sexuality almost. That it is it is something that you know that is that is sort of closed off. It just happens in the dark. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just happens in the dark, and you know, I I, I don't know if I can continue. You must stop yes, yeah, me. Yes, no, you can
0: continue. Even my producer is saying yes. Go on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In my previous life, uh, I was an HIV-AIDS lay counsellor coordinator
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was um, it was just um, right in the beginning with HIV-AIDS and the big contention under um, our previous president, Mbeki, where there was no antiretrovirals made available or treatment for people living with HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. And I was part of the very first pilot programs. And what I discovered was that sexuality... Um, for, for most of us, especially culturally for us as Black people, let me say, that it is something that is hidden. It's something that just happens, you know, if, for us almost as if it just happens at night. Yes. Um, and in the darkness, you know, that mm-hmm. it just, it's set, you know, uh, I'm talking about the act of intimacy, that yes. it just happens in the dark. And I discovered, but then when we, with HIV and AIDS, it brought what we do in the dark into the open. Mm-hmm. It brought brought the whole idea of what our values are mm. and, and how we interact with intimacy. In, suddenly, it became very open. Suddenly, we were confronted now with women and the lack of choice that a woman has in her own bedroom many times yes. when her husband... Um, is not faithful to her, or even on the other side, if a woman, um, what choices women have with their own bodies, it brought, and and suddenly HIV AIDS was not uh, a thing that just happened, you know, uh, like we, we used to think. Or, or let's say what we were comfortable to think, that it just happens to loose people. Um, HIV-AIDS is just the thing that happens to people if if you are um, a loose woman. But what yeah. about the women that are married been mm-hmm. faithful? What about the man or the child that has never even been intimate, but are HIV positive without his or her choice in anything to it? What about the person who got it through blood transfusion? What about Jeez. suddenly it, it brings, all of our values and what we believe around, um, you know, uh, the sexual act, it brought it out into the open that we, we, we actually very uncomfortable and we do it in the dark. And one of the, the stories that was really bring it home to me mm-hmm. was when a young woman had a sexual transmitted disease, infection that um, was so bad that it, um, when she entered the clinic, Mm-hmm. Um it was very uncomfortable she she was in a place where it, it there was a um there was an odor that came with it and right. and also when she was now having to be investigated it was so clear that this young woman mm. could not be intimate with anybody yeah. because of the uh, and i'm i'm on radio now and i don't know how many children are listening but it is it is you know sexual transmit, transmitted infections or stis yes are, are it's a very uncomfortable thing it is it is it is in many cases even life threatening to people so for any person to have sex with somebody who is in that, in that state, um, you are putting not only yourself in danger, you're also putting the other person in danger mm-hmm. who is living with this. Thing. And you know what was the sad part? Mm. When we asked, when were you um, um, intimate with somebody? Friday night. <laughs> now, how does that happen? It only happens because we have brought shame with yes. sexuality. We, we have literally made the sexual act a shameful act. Mm-hmm. And so we only do it um, almost in an unplanned way. Mm. We, we do it and we take away the beauty of what God has given us. And mm. we, are, we, are, we are literally um, giving ourselves away like water that you throw out on the ground mm-hmm. and you are unable to. It. That is what happens when we give ourselves away in a way that is not aligned to who we are as believers, as people who believe that God has given us this body as a temple. So, mm-hmm. do we talk enough? No, we don't. No, we we don't allow young people to actually ask the difficult questions yes. about, you know, what do I do? How do I save myself for marriage? And is it an easy thing to save yourself for marriage? Mm-hmm. And what happens? If I have fallen, what happens if, if, and, and even in that way of saying we have fallen, what does it mean? Yes. You know, we've we put that shame to this, to this. And because of that, the world becomes attractive to our young people. Mm-hmm. They they believe that if I am truly free when I'm in the world, because in the world there is no condemnation, there is no shame for me living out my sexuality. Yes. And, and we need to break that stronghold because that is what it is. It is a stronghold because sexuality, first of all, it is a gift from the Creator. It is what God has given us. Mm-hmm. God is not ashamed of us. He's not ashamed of our sexuality, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to debunk that. We need to really allow young people to, first of all, have a different viewpoint around their bodies and what God has given them naturally. And then we need to, of course, take them on the journey where they then will take choice together with wa- values, mm-hmm. where they actually choice not my father not 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 the church not um the pastor but me I Mari Sukas mm-hmm. I decide that I will save myself for marriage mm-hmm. it is a journey that we need to take young people too but it is a journey that will require us to be open and transparent and specifically young people who has made mistakes yeah. where they have made a mistake in their life it's very difficult for them to now speak in the church context where we make people believe that everything needs to be perfect. No one is perfect. We are broken people. Yes. And we make it and we miss it. And in, in sexuality as well, we have missed it. As Even as married people, as pastors, we need to become open and say, you know, I was young once. Mm. I missed it once mm-hmm. because I didn't know. I mm-hmm. didn't know. And I, I, I felt pregnant. Mm-hmm. I uh, missed it. But God restored me. Mm -hmm. But how did God restore me? And and allow young people to understand that your your mistake is not a definitive moment in your life. So there are so many things that we can talk about in terms of sexuality. This is why it is so important that government does not become the custodian of the values that parents want to instill in their children. Mm. Absolutely not. How can a government minister or a teacher even, let's bring it down, in this country... We are every day faced with teachers that are um, violating young people. Yes, How yes. do you give that teacher the responsibility to teach my child mm. about her sexuality mm. and about choice? Mm. Well, really?
0: Yeah, good question. <laughs> that is a good question that our government needs to to, to answer to. So now, um, Honourable Member, I want to bring in this issue that we also don't often talk about when we're talking about sexuality most of the time it's the female and the males right does the revised um csc education also include the lgbtqi plus community or it doesn't and if it does are we as acdp also objecting to that or what is the stance there
1: Yeah. So, so what's, what the, what they are doing is they are actually sensitizing. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. Yeah. Um, before the program um, was launched, wh- when when they um, initially did the um, uh, the sort of dipstick to to um, get teachers to teach it, what they defined mm-hmm. was that there was there were barriers or, or cultural no-nos. They mm-hmm. called it cultural taboos almost, right? Um, that needs to be, that people need to be sensitized. Mm. What does that mean? <laughs> Are we saying that uh, that people now need to, um, um, I was uh, a couple of many, many years ago, in as part of my training, um, was exposed to an activist mm-hmm. from an LGBTQA plus advocacy group yes. who said that we need to go right back to the Bible and question the Bible. Mm-hmm. on what it says about sexuality. Now, this is this is the core issue that we have, is that with comprehensive sexuality education, children are being taught about sexual reproductive rights outside of their parents. Yes. So your child are being taught on abortion mm-hmm. outside of the consent of the child, of the parents. Parent. Children are being taken to, say, a sexual reproductive um, clinic so that they are familiar with the environment. Why is that? Why is it that you will take my child and teach my child a value that is in direct conflict with my beliefs mm. and my conviction as a parent. It's problematic. What it also does, it gives children, it sensitizes children to the idea of what is what is um, right and wrong in terms of sexuality? Mm. So, sexuality—there is no no moral compass. There is now choice. Sexuality is a choice. Mm. It is what I choose sexually. Mm. You know, yeah. Th- these things are problematic when you think that many parents would not agree with the with the department's definition. Yes, um, it's the same. What is happening now with gender orientation and? Um, the ge- uh, sorry, the gender and sexual orientation guidelines in the Western Cape.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our yeah.
1: biggest objection to those guidelines is the fact that it directly um, um, violates what people believe around um, sexuality. Mm-hmm. That biblically we believe God has created male and female, mm-hmm. and the what the, the the provincial government is doing is now um, exposing our children to a different ideology where gender is no longer a matter of biology, but it's now a matter of choice. Mm, mm, So this is exactly the same thing. It is a social engineering, re-engineering exercise, where we are changing the way people think and the way people believe. And we are actually saying that biblical beliefs are are, um, not valid or that we're throwing it out or biblical convictions are then being violated so we're saying as the acdp we are saying first of all you need to recognize parental um parental authority in the lives of their children Mm. constitutionally protected from international law perspective it's it's protected and um, we fought very hard for that Mm. so that the government had to relent and what they now said is that parents have the right to opt out in 2019 parents had no right to opt out There was no transparency in terms of the uh, uh, comprehensive sexuality materials Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lack of recognition of parental rights. They had to now um, then make available the CSE materials, which they've done after the ACDP has um, pushed for it. They had to make it known. They put it out on their website and they put in the opt-out where parents now, um, through the SGBs, can utilise different curriculums that are in line with their
0: values. Mm-hmm. So now what is, uh, I'm going to also touch on the, what you've mentioned in the uh, the Western Cape because you, ha- you held a match uh, a few weeks back. But before I go to that, then what is the response to those who are saying that Uh, As Christians, we are, if I can use this word, stuck up. We are not living in reality because we do have the LGBTQ plus community. So by us saying that shouldn't be uh, included in the curriculum, the students shouldn't be sensitized. It means that we are not welcoming or we are not open to other communities that are there in South Africa or the world in general. So what is the response to that? First
1: of all... um they, the, the constitutionally, the, the LGBTQA plus um, rights are recognized within the constitution, mm-hmm. right? So, so are the rights of um, um, freedom of religion. Yes. And um, and what we are saying is that you cannot take an ideology because that's what it is. You're taking a belief, mm. and you are enforcing it within um, an environment such as a school where you have a diverse community. Mm. Um, and by doing that, you are actually um, disregarding the rights of other children that, uh, whose parents do not believe that gender is a matter of feeling. Mm-hmm. Because the whole idea of gender being a matter of feeling or that it is fluid yeah. um, is an ideology. It is not based on science. It's an ideology that is being imposed. Mm. Um, And so that means if and schools must be, according to the judgment by this, by the Supreme Court or the constitutional court, is that schools should be ideologically free. Mm. And that's why it was um, determined that religion cannot be enforced at school. So why is it that you are now enforcing an ideology Mm -hmm. on us um, as people? That is our our biggest contention is uh, around this, these guidelines is that constitutionally it infringes on the rights of others who does not share the same belief as another person. And then secondly, the impracticality of it. Mm. How in a school where we are sitting in South Africa in, with overcrowded schools, where yes. children in our poorest areas are 70 to 80 in a classroom, mm. where we are having a lack of infrastructure, in our schools how are you going to implement such an ideology or such a let's say let us take away ideology and just talk about the practicality of it mm-hmm. how are you going to practically implement such a, a, a um, gender um, gender neutral uh, bathrooms mm. we already don't have enough um, or uh, proper or quality infrastructure Already we're sitting with schools that are, I don't know how many years old that where schools, new schools has not been built and we're sitting with schools where the infrastructure is falling, um, falling in, True. where we are sitting with toilets. How are you going to do gender neutral? I mean, in, in the Western Cape, at least, we do not have pit toilets, pit, mm. pit latrines, but we have overcrowding of schools. Mm. So how are you going to implement it? And then thirdly, where was the consultation with parents? where did you involve stakeholders your most important stakeholders which are your who is your teachers and your parents where did that happen and when you did open up your um for comment why is it that you only chose um um um, organizations that would be um that would be friendly to your cause why did you not involve Um, you know, organizations that may not be friendly to your cause, that has opposite views, in order for you to have a comprehensive and a fully consultative process. We're saying that that process that was embarked on was not comprehensive enough. Mm -hmm. You haven't done enough consultation. And this is the problem with these legislations that are being imposed upon the people of South Africa. It first of all does not recognize that South Africa really is Um, a a Christian country by all uh, standards if you look at the statistics Mm -hmm. and that it does not and therefore when you are going to implement um, radical um, viewpoints or radical legislation then at the very least you need to uh, really make sure that you are um, in uh, consulting as wide as possible
0: Mm.
1: and those three things um, are are interlinked you need to do that
0: exactly who are they who are they consulting because it seems like christians you know they have been put at the back seat they were not consulted as you have stated who is the department saying that they are consulting on these uh, policies and curriculums that they are introducing
1: you know this is the question is how far does provincial uh, government go in this case the provincial government in the western gate how far yeah. did you go To notify um, people on these draft guidelines in order for all of our people uh, to participate. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of our people do not have um, the luxury of being, um, you know, having internet broadband or whatever it is. How far do our government processes go in order to ensure that every single segment of our society or communities are involved? Um, are, are being consulted when they are going to implement mm-hmm. uh, or plan to implement these very radical um, um, kind of legislation. Mm. And, and it is our contention, and it is not a contention only by the ACDP, it's also a contention by lobby groups that are saying, not just with this, but with many other legislation um, there, there has been uh, frequently in the last year, certainly, uh, when we've been dealing with various bulls, where people have felt that the Parliament that our processes are not widely um, um, widely circulated or it's not consultation is not done um, enough with the wider communities, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and also I think what, um, as Christians and especially the role of the church, but we can go on with that. I don't want to, to go on to too long. You must um, stop me with <laughs> where I go on to. I get quite passionate about these things.
0: No, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's understandable. And we love that you're passionate because yeah, you're in the forefront <laughs> fighting for this. So others are arguing that, um, the CSE is actually not different to LO. How true is that?
1: No, look, the life orientation, uh, comprehensive sexuality education forms part of the life orientation uh, curriculum. So it is a component of the uh, the life orientation curriculum. Where it is different Mm. is, first of all, the introduction. There are, of course, various things where with sexuality education that, um, you know, that we would say, yes, it is similar, but there are parts where it is not. Mm-hmm. And I think the parts mm-hmm. where it is not is the parts where there is scenario plans, mm-hmm. uh, scenario planning within a class environment. Now, we we've had uh, bullying within schools. Our yes. schools are not we, we South, South Africa needs to go a long way before our schools are really safe environments for mm-hmm. our children. Right. We have a lot of work to do. And in some areas is better than other areas. But our schools, we are not at the place where we can say we have arrived. Mm. And and when we look at the, the incidences of bullying, the incidences of um, teacher, and, uh, teacher and inappropriate relationships with children or in, inappropriate conduct by teachers, when you look at all of that and infrastructure, then we are not yet at the place mm-hmm. where we can um you know safely say that there is enough um there is enough in place for us to to, to really engage this i'm sorry i've now just um I'm lost what i actually wanted to say to you but um I, I need to stress the point around us not being at the place where mm-hmm. we can say that in any of our communities that it is safe environments for our children mm-hmm. in order for us to have um, you know those kind of conversations. So. When you have uh, CSE being taught or the, the lesson plans being mm-hmm. taught by a teacher in a class that is overcrowded, how is a teacher going to show in a class that's overcrowded how to put on a condom? Because that's what is in it. Yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. So now you're going to show a class that is, um, you know, boys and girls all together, 70 to 80, you're going to show how do you put on a condom or yeah. how to put on a female condom. Mm. And taking children now to, um, you know, how, implement, how, how implementable are these things that you are now um, putting in place? So there are things that are different to the sexuality education before. Certainly there were elements of sexuality education, obviously, that fo- focused on what is safe um, sex and all of those things. But comprehensive sexuality goes beyond that. First of all, it is values neutral. Mm. It is, doesn't teach children values. It's value neutral. And it takes sexuality outside of values and it makes it autonomous Mm -hmm. it is the choice of the child that is problematic so you are taking away the role of parents and you are making a child um, um, responsible for his choices Mm. now tell me if a 12 year old 13 year old can bring a child into the world and look after that child tell me that so how do you make a child autonomous to his choices how
0: yeah those are the questions that uh, we need to debate with the Department of Education as well as those that they have actually uh, consulted. And when you mentioned Dr. Eva, actually know <laughs> I know her. I've written some of the um, interviews that she's done at my other workplace. So, yeah, I know how she can get. So it's it's quite interesting. So as we are about to, 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 to wrap up, Honorable Bemba, other people, when I was researching this topic, they've said that um, – some of the content that's there on the CSE, it includes, for example, uh, masturbation. How do you masturbate? Where to touch and where not to touch? Is this true? Exactly. Yes, it's true. You? Yes, it's true. This is how far it
1: goes. So um, it teaches children masturbation, it um, self pleasure, it, it teaches children, um, you know, to negotiate for sex. Well, I'm talking. You negotiate. So, if you find yourself in a position, this is part of the lesson plans Mm. where you need to role play. That you are now, um, you know, this is now imagine this in a class of 80. Mm. Imagine this in an overpowered class. We are saying that the, the Department of Basic Education needs to prove to us that the research shows that CSE is effective and the research shows the opposite. Mm. It shows that whenever CSE has been implemented, it was harmful to children. It does not reduce um, unsafe sexual um, behavior. It actually increases it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Ne. Okay. I was not expecting that masturbation. I hoped that it's actually not true. I hoped that that part of the... Conversation is actually not true. So now, as we are wrapping up, uh, Honourable Member, if the government says, okay, we are going to bring back religious education, uh, allow us to bring in uh, CSE, is that a compromise we are willing to make or is it definite no-no?
1: No, I think that parents should um, object mm-hmm. to CSE. They should object. They should look at the source. They should look where it comes from. Um, who who are these people mm. that has had um, input into it, mm-hmm. and the people who has had input into it um, are are people that you wouldn't that that are not aligned to the, va- the to Christian values. Mm. It is it is a liberal view on um, sexuality, and and why is it that we are um, allowing ourselves to be? Um, um, sorry, to be dictated to by UNESCO, mm. by Planned Parenthood. Huh. Who, who are the people that are, has given? So so parents need to look at the source. Who, who's the source? And unfortunately, we've ran out of time now, yes. but I, uh, I, maybe you can invite me again and we can talk about it again. Mm. But um, uh, pa- parents need to object um, to it in their schools. They must go to their school governing bodies. They must ask their school governing bodies to introduce um other programs and there are other programs the family institute the smart program there are other programs that you can use that you can bring that is caps aligned that can be um um, taught at school the government made that concession after a lot of mobilization and resistance so parents should opt out Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and say to their school governing bodies that they should um, bring a values aligned sexuality education um, that our values aligned and that are aligned to the values of the community and the parents, they must bring that, um, into, into the school and you have the right because the minister and the department has relented and has given in
0: where that is concerned. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, uh, Honourable Member, for giving us the time for for us to talk more about this. And yes, I am bringing you back (laughs) so we can talk more and then have parents as well engage in other issues that are related to the education of our parents. So from me, Zanele, and the team, we like to say thank you so much for joining us. God bless you and thank you and God bless your listeners. God bless you too, ma'am. To our listeners at home, that is a wrap from uh, that conversation. Uh, We're going to take a quick song with James and then when we come back, we are wrapping up the show.